0: digital,
1: student-centred, creative, innovation,
0: imagination,
1: initiative, stories that matter. I'm Isma Sital and this is Tales of Teaching Online brought to you by Deakin Learning Futures. Hi everyone, today I am meeting with Professor Bodo von Hals from the Faculty of Business and Law who will discuss student Um, group project work in his unit, MIS 799. Vaudu, welcome to our Tales of Teaching podcast. How are you doing today?
0: Thank you, Isma. Yes, I'm very well today and I'm looking forward to the opportunity to talk about my unit and our experience in the team.
1: Wonderful. Uh, Bado, I do appreciate your time. Thank you for meeting with me. I know it is uh, quite a a busy week as the trimester is ending. Um, So Bado, to start off with, can you please introduce yourself for our audience?
0: Yes, sure. My name is Bader Fraunholz, and I'm an academic in the Department of Information Systems and Business Analytics in the Faculty of Business and Law. And my area of expertise is project management and capstones. So I teach capstones across all information systems and business analytics disciplines. And I also am involved in the teaching of project management across the faculty at both undergraduate and postgraduate.
1: Wonderful. Thank you, Bardo. Uh, We're looking forward to learning more about project work in your unit. You do have a lot of expertise in this area, so we're hoping to tap into this vast experience today um, and and share that with our audience. Um, So, Bardo, you mentioned um, the unit MIS 799. Uh, Can you please tell us about this unit?
0: So MIS 799 is the capstone in the master of information systems. And it's a unit where we provide students with the opportunity to work on a project with an external client to develop solutions that are critical for the client because the client has a real stake in the work that our students do. This provides us with the opportunity to give the student an authentic learning experience where students do not just engage with teachers, academics at university and their peers, but also with external stakeholders. And our clients typically engage with the student at least four times across the trimester. And they usually bring a number of different people with them to actually be more broadly engaged with the students. So they have different experts that they bring into the classroom, such as technical people or business-oriented people, so that students get feedback from a variety of different perspectives on the work that they're doing for the clients.
1: Right, wonderful. As we know, group projects can really help students develop a range of skills, um, such as their collaborative skills, their problem-solving um, skills that are all really important when they step into the workplace. And uh, this project does offer the opportunity to the students to have, as you said, the, a real authentic learning experience. So as uh, students embark on their project work, they, they, may, they may be at different places in their learning which may call for, I guess, various measures of guidance from the instructor. So in what ways have you provided guidance to the students as they work together on their projects?
0: So we do narrow the field in terms of their educational experience by making sure that the capstone is situated at the end, excuse me, at the end of their degree. So we do have a fair a certain amount of prerequisite knowledge that the students come into our unit with when they actually start the unit with regards to the education and the Master of Information Systems. But of course, as you point out, students do come from a variety of different backgrounds into a master's program. And even within our cohort, we have students that come from a business background, from an IT background, from an engineering background, or from a more traditional information systems background. And they are definitely not a homogenous cohort. They have very different perspectives, but we actually see that as a strength and we build that into the learning experience because we want students as part of the project-based learning experience to learn from each other and develop solutions with each other to ensure that they actually have a multi-perspective solution when they report back to the client because the client again, is a very multifaceted, multi-perspective type environment. As I pointed out earlier, the client brings in different people with different backgrounds as well.
1: Right, um, that's correct. And in working together, they have the opportunity of being exposed to uh, various perspectives um, from other group members as well. Um, Okay, so um, students also encounter challenges right, while working in a group. Um, However, whilst they are encountering these challenges, they're also learning how to navigate them and they are developing their skill set as well. So um, instructors can often help them avoid or mitigate these challenges. Um, First, can you please tell us about maybe some of the challenges that uh, students may have encountered while working on their projects in your unit? and? Also, as the instructor, how have you helped them address these challenges?
0: Absolutely. So we believe in activity-based learning and project-based learning. But we also initially, when we envisaged this capstone, felt that the capstone provides a situated learning environment. So we really felt situated learning was a big component of what we wanted to do in the capstone because we needed students to experience the learning together and to learn from each other. And we actually felt that it was critical for the students to be in the same place in order to learn from each other, and really have that experience of social learning and peer learning because the environment in which they learned was a critical component, as we felt when we envisaged the unit, to achieve the learning outcome we wanted to achieve in that unit. As you know, the world, then turned upside down last year. And we couldn't really do things in a situated environment in the same way that we used to do it before. And long before then, we also were facilitating learning for Cloud students. So we had to think about these things for many, many years on how to manage the tension between not being able to be in the same classroom with everybody at the same time, but still maintaining that I guess, um, activity-based learning context and that situated learning context, where we needed students to construct the knowledge mutually with each other and to ensure that students collaborate continuously throughout the trimester to build solutions, but actually to learn from each other, to build the solutions and to engage with us as mentors. As you can believe, this is a very challenging environment when you bring all of that fully online. And students, because you were asking about the challenges students faced in particular, felt a little bit disengaged from the unit because it made it very hard for them to really feel engaged with the other students in the same way as they were in the classroom. And the ability to learn from each other in a structured way was much harder to facilitate in an online environment because students even though they did turn up because they understood that it was important for them to be there for the class, they didn't engage in the same way with each other initially because, well, the camera is off, they stay on mute, they stay in the background, they would rather listen, they're quite shy and they don't really want to engage because they don't quite feel comfortable with the environment. So we needed to somewhat manage that challenge in terms of getting the students to engage But more importantly, we needed to manage the challenge of students really participating with their other group members as part of the learning journey and completing their elements of the work that they needed to do in order to build that joint constructed knowledge that they were intended to build up throughout the capstone. And of course, group work is always an issue where students say, oh, group work is unfair, my peers don't do the work. And I have to do everything. And okay. is probably one of the most unpopular ways of working for students. So for us, it was critical to find a way to manage that expectation between the student and us, the student and the client, and the student, and their peers, most importantly. So that the project-based learning elements were still being able to be fulfilled as part of the delivery of that unit in an online environment.
1: Um, Quite some big challenges there Um, (laughs) for the instructor having to actually carry all of this out online, and then challenges that the students encounter themselves as well, typically within group work, but now adding the complexity of having to engage in in group work online. Um, You have uh, actually implemented the use of specific tools, right, to support and enhance um, students' project work. Um, And so which tools have you used and and why have you chosen them?
0: So we embarked on the journey of Microsoft Teams pretty much as soon as Microsoft Teams became available in Australia. So this has now been going on for more than four years as part of our unit. And initially, of course, it was more designed for us as a support of the background work for the students working in Teams when they were not in the classroom. And that was a really good experience for us because the communication and the vibrancy that students bring onto the Teams platform is much higher, the engagement levels are much higher than what they are on a traditional learning platform like Desire2Learn or Cloud Deacon. So for us, the adoption of Teams was something that we've done a long time ago. We did this really early and then we started experimenting on how we can enhance that further because we were managing cloud students through the Teams environment and we realized that cloud students of course engage in a different way. But the team's environment allowed them to be much more participatory in the unit and the activities than they were before when we went through a more asynchronous tool, such as the learning management system. So we added other tools to it to really bring project management as an underlying structure for the students into the unit and the learning. And Teams provides us with a number of different tools, and you can bring in external tools as well. But we decided to stay with the Microsoft tools that are already embedded in there, such as what is called Planner, which is really a tool that is very similar to an agile Kanban board where students at a fairly high level can define activities and tech responsibilities. And we use the tool called Milestones where students define milestones for the work that they are doing. But I'd like to talk a little bit more about Planner, if I may, because I really feel that that was one of the key, I guess, revelations for us when we embarked on the journey of using it, because it really changed the way that our students worked in teams.
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: So, Planner, as I said, is a Kanban board. And what we required students to do as part of their project based learning activity is to start thinking about who is going to be responsible for what right at the beginning. And this sounds really trivial because we would always expect that in any kind of group work students would start talking about what is going to be done and who does what at what particular point in time. But the reality of group work in a student setting often is that that high level communication doesn't actually occur formalized and then often People sign up to something and say, yeah, I'm going to do that. And then they go away. And two days before the assignment is due, students will start working on it or they might not deliver for the group at all, causing a lot of frustration. And we built the tool into the expectation to scaffold the learning into the student journey across the capstone by setting a number of different deadlines throughout the trimester. And in fact, our students have to deliver seven different pieces of activity throughout the trimester. And Planner allowed us to manage that granularity of submissible pieces for each student, where each student needed to clearly define what contribution they were making, And when the team needs their contribution and what other contributions need to be made by other team members in the team to be able to deliver the next deliverable in the unit. So it was really a way, I guess, and if you want to put it to the point, to keep everyone honest and make it fully transparent because students all of a sudden knew what the big picture was. And then they broke it down into smaller chunks and allocated the work to individuals in the team. And they made it accountable and transparent for themselves, but also to us as teachers. And we went a step further. We then said, well, now that we have that transparency, even though students are submitting teamwork, we are actually grading the students based on the work that they are responsible for as part of their contribution to the team. And we mark students individually in that team based on the quality of the work that they submit or that they contribute to the team overall.
1: Yeah, wonderful. I like how you scaffolded um, the students' work using the tool um, and also um, the tool itself, Planner, I have used it and I find it really um, uh, an amazing tool for project management. Um, So students really get to, break down, I guess, their tasks um, and be able to track and monitor the progress of their tasks as well, uh, which I love. And as you've mentioned, the Microsoft Office 365 um, uh, suite of tools, they, they kind of integrate with each other, right? Like Teams is that collaboration hub in which you could add Planner, uh, you can add Milestones and other Office uh, tools as well within that one space so students can... Uh, perform a lot of their project related activities within um, that one space. Um, And at the same time, they are familiarizing themselves with the tool, which is widely used in, in industry as well. Um, So uh, amazing to learn that you have actually been using Microsoft Teams for quite a long time. um, And Uptake is actually continuing to increase um, a Deakin when it comes to Microsoft Teams and people are starting to use Microsoft Planner as well. So um, would you have any advice to academic staff that might be implementing uh, group work using Microsoft teams uh, or my end or Microsoft
0: planner um I, I can make a few observations that might be helpful to colleagues it's very hard to advise individual colleagues or sure. colleagues more abstract on the whole because everybody's learning environment is different everybody's learning. Philosophy is different and group work is not the same as group work in another unit because our capstone is quite different to a lot of other units that run.
1: That's right. Rightly said. Yeah. Any pointers would be helpful. Thank you about it.
0: But I do feel that there are some principles that I can point out where Teams, Planner and possibly Milestones and some other tools like Whiteboard, for instance, can really help in the learning environment, especially now that we do a lot of online teaching or blended teaching, but also for a normal located unit on campus. I want to start with the change that we have experienced by adopting Teams as our communication interface and replacing the learning management system with Teams as the communication hub for any discussions in the unit. And for me, that was a revelation because before Teams came around, I experimented with Slack and I really wanted to adopt Slack, but it wasn't part of the Deacon suite of tools, but it had some really appealing features for me that I really wanted to explore. But when I explored it, I realized that when students sign on with any username and I can't trace them back and I don't know what they are doing or who is behind a particular post, the value for me suddenly deteriorates. And it can get a little bit risky because you really can't hold students to account because you don't know who they are. So when Teams came along, the integration with the Deacon suite of tools was really good because there was no setup needed. A student signed into Teams and they were already there. And they were there with the Deakin username. and They had to log in through the Deacon single sign-on and it was completely transparent who was participating. Also, one of the biggest bugbears that I had in the early days was the very manual setup of Teams as part of the unit context, but Deakin has now been able to integrate Teams somewhat into the environment so that students automatically get synchronized into the Teams environment so that I don't have to manually put them in. So my students that are involved in my classes now automatically also get synchronized into my team's environment so they have immediate access. And that was a big hurdle and that hurdle um, thankfully has deteriorated or gone away somewhat, not completely. It's not 100% seamless. So I need to be honest about that, but it's a lot easier than it used to be when you had to do this manually. But in that moment, when you adopt Teams, students get onto it and it's like a duck to the water. It's immediate understanding of what the tool does, it's immediate communication. And I would say the communication frequency and volume in my unit probably incre- increased fivefold just by adopting Teams because it's an intuitive platform, it's immediately on, it's very easy for students to use on their mobile. And it's more like a chat facility or social media platform. So students feel a lot more at ease. It does have some downsides if you are trying to train your students in formal communication because it is a lower hurdle than writing an email. So students don't necessarily communicate formally on the platform. But I don't see that as a disadvantage. I am actually more interested in getting them to communicate and seeing that interest in the communication, then the need to communicate formally. And as soon as we communicate with the client, students fully understand the external environment, and they automatically switch into a much formal, more formal tone. The other advantage that we had talking about our client using Teams was that we can bring on an external partner into the unit environment on Teams. So Teams allows you to integrate guests and the companies that we are working with nowadays. Most of them actually use Teams in their environment in their organization, so they are already on Teams and they're very happy to engage with our students through Teams because it makes it easy and integrated for them, and it provides a direct communication channel between students and clients. But The advantage is also that we can monitor all of that communication. So there's no communication that is not part of the unit that we would not be aware of and that we can't, to a certain degree, at least retrospectively control if there is anything that we need to engage with. The next element that I wanted to highlight in terms of why I feel it's actually very easy to use Teams and Planner and units across Deakin more generally is that, um, you can link through things like submission boxes straight into the Teams environment. So for a student to engage in Teams, you can keep virtually all communication and most of the activities within that single interface. And you can then link back into Cloud Deacon by having tabs in Teams that, for instance, link them straight into the submission box or into other areas like your resource area on Cloud Deacon, if you want to use that, so that it's a seamless single environment for students to exist in without students having to hunt around what other tools are we using, how do I access them, where do I find them. And using Teams then as that single point of, um, I guess, communication or even that single point of login that students need to do on a regular basis really reduces the hurdle for students to engage and it actually brings a lot more engagement with it. I can also see that students really take to teams because all units that I've brought students on to teams, the students actually kept teams going afterwards, even for communication and units where teams wasn't used, because it was a platform that they really appreciated, and they really liked the ability to work collaboratively on documents, to have a single environment in which everything gets backed up, where it's easy to communicate with other students, to manage their own groups. So students really liked the platform, and I consider that a huge advantage. So in summary, I think, as an advice to colleagues, if you want to increase communication in your unit, you want to reduce your email inbox communication because students prefer using Teams. So, in a typical trimester, once we start on Teams, I don't get any more emails from my students or communication goes through Teams. And you want to have an environment where students are much more, I guess, online in real time than the learning management system, because they're logged into Teams virtually 24-7 because they install it on their phone, then the adoption of Teams really is going to be an advantage for you. The downside is, of course, as I said, the hurdle to communicate might be a little bit lower. So you might get messages on Teams in the middle of the night. And you need to manage these expectations with students that Of course, if you are online, they don't necessarily need to expect that you are going to get back to them just because you happen to be shown as online in the middle of the night as well. But students understand that. But you do need to address and manage these issues of always on and when communication is going to be responded to and how you are going to respond on weekends and things like that.
1: Right. Um, Thank you so much, Bob. That was a very comprehensive response. We've looked at the affordances of Teams and Tana, and how that can really support engagement. How um, doing the project work in Teams adds adds this element of accountability, as all stakeholders are present in the Teams area, um, and how it allows the instructors to have oversight over the group work. Um, So really a lot of possibilities there with um, the help of these tools, accompanied with uh, good pedagogy. So, um, well, thank you so much, uh, Bodo, for uh, taking some time to give this interview today. Um, As project work now is being increasingly carried out um, either online or in a blended mode across various units at Deakin, I think that our audience will find um, this interview quite timely and interesting. Um, I have enjoyed learning about some of the tips that you've shared today. Um, Thank you for sharing, Rodem, and uh, enjoy the rest of your day.
0: Thank you very much for the opportunity. It was my pleasure.
1: Thank you so much.